Hello, uh, well it's Monday again, which means it's time for me to do a little reading. Uh, before I do so, uh, I've kind of changed, uh, I know that this was meant to be my new regime, uh, but I've changed uh, things slightly, uh, which you can find out the details on the uh, on the About page. But essentially, what I'm going to do is do a reading uh, every Monday, uh, as usual. Uh, actually, let me start that again. I'm going to do post on Mondays uh, every every Monday. But in, so instead of doing three times a week, uh, it's just going to be one post a week. And instead, therefore, of doing you know an essay or a short story every week, uh, I'm going to be doing it more uh, uh, once a month. Essentially, I'm going to post on Mondays, uh, do a reading from whatever, uh, as usual. Uh, let's say on Monday 1, on Monday 2, that's when I will post my essay or short story, uh, which will alternate, you know, one uh, one time it'll be the essay, the next time it'll be the short story, then back around again. Then Monday 3, uh, I shall do an audio version of the essay or short story from Monday 2 and then on Monday 4 I'll do another uh, reading like the one I'm going to do today of something that I like and then we'll cycle back around again so on Monday 5 then it will be once more another reading Uh, and then on Monday 6 an essay or short story again if it was an essay on Monday 2 this will be a short story and so on and so on Uh, and then on Monday 7 audio version of the essay or short story and then on Monday 8 back to the reading and then it cycles back around again. Uh, I hope that makes sense. It just about makes sense to me. But uh, yes, uh, I mean, one of the reasons I did that was because I think, uh, you know, trying to commit myself to doing a, an essay or a short story every week. I mean, uh, you know, along with all the other things I've got to do right now, that was just something that I had to give, really. Uh, um, you know, otherwise I'll just be churning out stuff. Uh, so I thought I would uh, make it a monthly uh, thing and do these kind of little readings and audio versions of my essays slash short stories uh, to fill out the rest of the month. Uh, and also I don't feel like posting three times a week. I feel like that's a bit too much. So once a week... Uh, various different things and a lot of audio uh, but that also allows me to concentrate more on on the essay slash short story uh, to put more time into it and more work into it which I think is better than trying to st- stick to a rather rigid and um, fast-paced schedule like the one I was on before so I hope that makes sense um, and anyway for now uh, time to time to do this this week's reading. So my uh, reading today is quite a short one. It's only a couple of pages. Uh, it's from The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy uh, by Douglas Adams, but you knew that. Um, I'm going to read a short passage uh, or a couple of passages from uh, the middle of the book's action. So if you haven't read it, then... Uh, well, don't worry, I think it stands on its own anyway, basically, and just go with it. Uh, this uh, this section, the our heroes are uh, 
uh, Arthur Dent, Ford Prefect, Zaphod, Beeblebrox and Trillion, along with Marvin, uh, the paranoid android, and uh, the ship, the Heart of Gold, are uh, above the planet above the planet Magrathia, um, whose defense systems have launched a couple of missiles at the ship, and by uh, using the infinite improbability drive engine, is it drive or engine? I can't quite remember. Um, the uh, well, essentially the uh, the um, uh, the the missiles, the two missiles that were going to take down the ship, have have been transformed into respectively, a sperm whale and a bowl of petunias. So as I said, you just got to go with it when it's Douglas Adams. Um, it's a very funny uh, section and uh, also somewhat philosophical, which I'll talk about a bit more afterwards. Uh, but without further ado, let's just get on with it. So... The Heart of Gold interior uh, chaos missiles coming uh, and the drive has just been activated. And the next thing that happened after that was that the Heart of Gold continued on its way perfectly normally with a rather fetchingly redesigned interior. It was somewhat larger and done out in delicate pastel shades of green and blue. In the centre, a spiral staircase leading nowhere in particular, stood in a spray of ferns and yellow flowers, and next to it, a stone sundial pedestal housed the main computer terminal. Cunningly deployed lighting and mirrors created the illusion of standing in a conservatory overlooking a wide stretch of exquisitely manicured garden. Around the periphery of the conservatory area stood marble-topped tables on intricately beautiful wrought-iron legs. As you gazed into the, sur- into the polished surface of the marble, the vague forms of instruments became visible. And as you touched them, the instruments materialised instantly under your hands. Looked at from the correct angles, the mirrors appeared to reflect all the required data readouts, though it was far from clear where they were reflected from. It was, in fact, sensationally beautiful. Relaxing in a wickerwork sun chair, Saffod Beeblebrock said, What the hell happened? Well, I was just saying, said Arthur, lounging by a small fish pool. There's this improbability drive switch over here. He waved waved at where it had been. There was a potted plant there now. But where are we, said Ford, who was sitting on the spiral staircase, a nicely chilled pan-galactic gargle blaster in his hand. Exactly where we were, I think, said Trillian. As all about them, the mirrors suddenly showed them an image of the blighted landscape of Magrathia, which still scooted along beneath them. Zaphod leapt out of his seat. Then what's happened to the missiles? he said. A new and astounding image appeared in the mirrors. They would appear, said Ford doubtfully, to have turned into a bowl of petunias and a very surprised-looking whale. As an improbability factor, cut in Eddie, who hadn't changed a bit, of 8,767,128 to 1 against. Safford stared at Arthur. Did you think of that, Earthman? he demanded. Well, said Arthur, all I did was, that's very good thinking, you know, turn on the improbability drive for a second without first activating the proofing screens. Hey, kid, you just saved our lives, you know what? Oh, said Arthur, well, it was, it was nothing really. 
Was it? says Afford. Oh well, forget it then. Okay, computer, take us into land. But I said forget it. Another thing that got forgotten was the fact that against all probability a sperm whale had suddenly been called into existence several miles above the surface of an alien planet. And since this is not a naturally tenable position for a whale, this poor innocent creature had very little time to come to terms with its identity as a whale before it then had to come to terms with not being a whale anymore. This is a complete record of its thought from the moment it began its life till the moment it ended it. Ah, what's happening? It thought. Er, excuse me, who am I? Hello? Why am I here? What's my purpose in life? What do I mean by who am I? Calm down, get a grip now. Oh, this is an interesting sensation. What is it? It's a sort of yawning, tingling sensation in my... my... Well, I suppose I'd better start finding names for things if I want to make any headway in what for the sake of what I shall call an argument I shall call the world. So let's call it my stomach. Good. Oh, it's getting quite strong. And hey, what about this whistling, roaring sound going past what I'm suddenly going to call my head? Perhaps I can call that... Wind! Is that a good name? Oh, it'll do. Perhaps I can find a better name for it later when I've found out what it's for. It must be something very important, because there certainly seems to be a hell of a lot of it. Hey, what's this thing? This... let's call it a tail. Yeah, tail. Hey, I can really thrash it about pretty good, can't I? Wow, wow, that feels great. Doesn't seem to achieve very much, but I'll probably find out what it's for later on. Now, have I built up any coherent picture of things yet? No. Never mind, hey, this is really exciting. So much to find out about, so much to look forward to. I'm quite dizzy with anticipation. Or is it the wind? There really is a lot of that now, isn't there? And wow, hey, what's this thing suddenly coming towards me very fast? Very, very fast. So big and flat and round, it needs a big, wide-sounding name like... Ow-ound... round... ground, that's it. That's a good name. Ground. I wonder if it will be friends with me. And the rest, after a sudden wet thud, was silence. Curiously enough, the only thing that went through the mind of the bowl of petunias as it fell was, oh no, not again. Many people have speculated that if we knew exactly why the bowl of petunias had thought that, we would know a lot more about the nature of the universe than we do now. Well then, that is that. Um, gosh, I really should have practised that a couple of times. I may have got a bit uh, befuddled <laughs> in the process of reading that aloud. Uh, but uh, I gave it a jolly good go, didn't I? Uh, which is more than can be said for a Prime Minister. <laughs> oh, gosh. Sorry, I'm very tired. I'm uh, oh, just talking absolute rubbish. Um Yes, so as I said, that's uh, there's also a good... Uh, I won't go into it in too much detail because I'm just thinking. I won't do it now because... Uh, because... Well, because I'm a bit late on the go with this, uh, as it is. Um, and I don't want to drag it out too much longer. But... Um, uh, there's a very good essay by David P. Barash, a research psychologist. Um, 
there's an online version and there's a there's a more detailed version in in a collection of essays about Richard Dawkins. Uh, which is all about what he calls a, a kind of evolutionary existentialism, which takes takes as its uh, starting point the Magrathian whale thrust into existence in a joyless, careless, indifferent, cruel, capricious universe. Oh, pardon me. <laughs> Sorry, I've not even had a drink. I don't know why I'm all, uh, all giggly and just very tired. All giggly and burpy. God. If I had any sense, I would restart this. But as I said, it cannot be bothered. It's too late. So we're going full steam ahead. But yes, that... Um, that that uh, that essay by Barash it's very good um a link to the one that's online uh down below and uh yes as i said i might just have to read out the essay next time i do one of these because it is very good i find it very interesting um i think it's a very good summation of of what i might call my life philosophy a kind of evolutionary existentialism. What the Whale Wondered is the name of the essay. Um, and just as the poor Magrathian whale was thrust into the universe, an indifferent and callous universe, we too are thrust by <clears throat> natural selection and biology into a cold and indifferent universe. And it's simply up to us to try and come to terms with that ultimately purposeless existence and to make something of it so we might be in absurd positions we might be strange little apes produced by a blind process um, into an uncaring universe but we are also uh, very much capable of uh, giving meaning to to the position in which we find ourselves uh, as individuals and collectively, so that's the theme I very much, I very much uh, enjoy and agree with. Uh, anyway, I shall stop rambling now. Um, I'm just going to put this out, as I said, because um, it's far too late, and I've got other stuff to do before I go to bed, and I'm very tired. But it's been fun, as I said. I've got a new regime, or the the new regime has mutated slightly. Uh, you can check that out on the about page. But for now, uh, goodbye and uh, don't panic. <laughs>